This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Wow, wow what a fantastic, uh, wonderful turnout. I'm excited that you guys are here. Honestly, I'm, it's really uh, nice for people to show up. Welcome to Doug Benson's I Love Movies uh, here at the UCB Theater in Los Angeles. That theme song was by Hard and Firm, a very talented uh, pair of dudes that write songs that gnaw to the center of your brain. And uh, that was one of them, my theme song. Uh, and they do a lot of great shows here at UCB, so check out uh, UCB at uh, UCB theater.com and theater spelled with R-E because it's fancy and um, before I bring out my guests for today I just want to say that uh, I'm working on a film project that uh, you can see the cameras uh, floating around here in the theater um, 
basically the premise of the movie is you know super size me where that guy ate McDonald's for 30 days and filmed himself and called it a movie well I'm gonna smoke I am smoking pot for 30 days and filming it and my movie's called super high me super high me you have to say high and me far enough apart so it doesn't sound like super high me which sounds like um, a really great Jewish fellow <laughs> named high me so it's going to be called Super High Me, and uh, we're really making it. And this is day 21 of uh, for me of uh, smoking pot all day, every day, and uh, it's going great. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the podcast will start when you click on it, but uh, you may have noticed tonight that this show was extremely punctual <laughs> in its uh, in its start. So I appreciate that you guys got here on time for us to start on time. And um, that said, I'll bring out our guest. I just want to be up front about being super high right now because, uh, you know, I think it's fair. I think it's the fair way to go. I think I could have tricked you. I think I, got, I could have gotten through the entire show without you ever going, oh, there's something wrong with Doug. But that's because I'm usually high. All right, let's bring out my guest today on I Love Movies is the co-writer and star of Melvin Goes to Dinner, an indie movie that is awesome. If you want to check it out, it's available on DVD. Uh, he's the director of the movie and TV versions of The Comedians of Comedy and the director of Super High Me. Please welcome a man who's very sick of looking at my face, Michael Blyden, everybody. Please give it up for Michael. Mikey B. In the heezy. Hey, buddy. Hi. So, um... It seems wrong. It seems wrong that I would be doing this with you now. Suddenly. You know, the idea that I would be taking part in this and... Really? And, yeah, yeah. That you're a guest on yeah, my podcast while directing a movie yeah, that's seems, filming this podcast? Yeah, it seems weird. It all seems right. like it violates something. Uh, all right. I mean, I'll go along. Well, I, you know... You kind of blew my surprise, but at the end of the show, I was going to violate something, <laughs> and uh, now it's out in the open, so it won't be. You won't be like, "Hey, where'd that come from?" You'll be more like, "Oh, I saw that coming, but I still don't like it." Um, so don't look at my notes. That's not fair. I have notes because you know it's a podcast. So you know, screw the live audience. I'm going to sit here and stare at this piece of paper. But we, one of the better live audiences in Los Angeles. <laughs> Which isn't, you know, we're in Los Angeles, so any live audience is really, really exciting. So thank, thank you guys for coming. You're creeping me out a little bit. What? Okay. First you got the violating thing, and now you're, like, really leaning in. I guess I'm leaning in, too. <laughs> well, yeah, because you have to. We got we to gotta lean into it, and yet somehow do it in a manly way where it doesn't look like we're about to kiss. <laughs> That's really important to me, is to not look like we're about to kiss. Uh, movies. We're here to talk about movies. You direct them. You've been in some uh, what do you like? What have you? Uh, what have you seen? Have you seen anything lately? Have you been too busy making super high me? I watched a couple things while we were traveling. Um, uh, District Thirteen is a French action movie, and it was uh, it was great. It was great. It, it, you know, just great stunts, like a guy actually jumping off a building from one balcony to another. But you know, you know, he's really doing it, and um, it was fe- it was phenomenal. It got me way more than you know some composited 
some composited thing where you can tell that it's several layers and that it's a guy jumping onto a, a wrestling mat, and, you know, and then they throw it in. And, right. You know, it, it, you can tell they're doing the stunts. The stunt choreography is amazing, and you know the plot is so dumb. And and but you're but you're honestly like, yeah, get to the next running and jumping sequence. When he jumps from one balcony to the other, does he scream "merd"? <laughs> and then it says sometimes about him, "shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neat. You're just saying that he doesn't do it. No, he. Do, I, no, he doesn't. So you're just. That's not. We went on. I don't. I don't have. Here. I don't have a topper for it for what he does say. That, that's <laughs> a, a topper. problem. It was supposed no, to go. No, he does say soccer blue. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> would have been a good topper. Let me think of some more. Yeah. What else? Would uh, been, what else would have been a good one that I couldn't think of? Um, I'm French. Je crie en français. That's I'm yelling in French. He'd yell, I'm yelling in French. <laughs> J'écris en français! <laughs> Would you see that guy jump from one balcony to another? Yeah, but who cares about that? He yelled, J'écris en français. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Um, what else have you seen? There's, there's, I'm yeah. here with Michael Blyden, director, actor. Uh, I, I did comedian. see something else. I'm blanking on what You can't remember what it was? Yeah. Well, oh, you know what? I watched... Um, uh, March of the Penguins and um, and uh, and Step into Liquid, you know, just the big documentaries from last year. Right, I hadn't seen so all the all the water either of them. themed. Yeah, yeah, I all watched the them both based. on one one plane ride. Oh wow, it would be fun to switch back and forth on the tracks, and uh, just pretend the the penguins are having a happy surf holiday occasionally. Right. Why does it have to all be winter and despair Mm-mm. and babies? No, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. <laughs> wow! So that's a, you had your own little uh, d- two film documentary fest. Yeah, well, doing which you know, one got the Palm d'Or in your documentary festival? I can tell you the the documentary. You know, you because of what what you and I are doing. You kind of um, because I started working in documentaries, I started trying to watch more of them. So it's like. You know, the best documentary on some levels has to be Grey Gardens. And it seems like kind of nerd, you know, like such a predictable thing to say or such a... It's either like stereotypically eclectic or, you know, you feel like you sound like, you know, um, like that guy for saying that you love right. that movie. You know what I'm saying? You self, I'm self-conscious about it, but I really do love it. I feel like it's it, it's it's like Cassavetes, too. I'm not a student of film, so then suddenly you start being into the things that film students are supposed to learn about, and then you like them, and you, you know... It sounds lame, but it's true. Yeah, I couldn't follow any of it. But uh, <laughs> but I heard Cassavetti's in there. That's that's a, That one always throws me for a loop. Do you ever watch it? Because I've seen a lot of Cassavetti's, and uh, I don't particularly get it. I, I mean, I, I maybe maybe I should watch even more now, because it seems like it's he was just way ahead of his time, that, that a lot of things have kind of come along. Like, reality TV is almost like... What his movies were like, right? Well, I mean, you know, with the handheld cameras and the, uh, you know, kind of like soapy plot lines. It's hard to say, it's hard to say because I'm not I don't I, I I'm not one um, I'm not that good at criticism to be honest. And I I you just love everything. Uh, I did when I was in high school. I loved everything. I remember saying that to friends like I have no critical <laughs> faculties. I love every movie. I would just always have Why to see it. Why couldn't we talk you know, about this before you decided <laughs> came on to direct this movie that I'm <laughs> Well, then I'm getting you know, so high for. I uh, 
I did develop. I did develop it, but that'd um, be great. Anytime you sit down with somebody, <laughs> I have no. I have no taste in. I have no opinions about. Mo- I think they're great. As long as shit's moving around, I'm happy. <laughs> Things get very still. I'm upset. You're looking at me like you're like you're filming the I scene. Can't, not, I know I can't get out. Scene. I can't get out of that mode where I just am. Le- you know, I want to hear the thing that you're going to say, and it's such a it's <laughs> such a, a process. Wow. Being a you know d- uh, directing a documentary with you is so much about um, you know it's so much about like uh, suppressing your own ego in the moment and just becoming a, a, a watcher. You're just a witness to everything, and so. You, you cease to you, you're not trying to express yourself in in the life that you're experiencing so you just let everyone else talk most of the time and then sometimes your ego sort of overcompensates when you you know, like when you when you're then alone you talk too much well you know how uh, it's funny you should mention that because you know how when we interview people and uh, about medical marijuana I see where this is things, going I, I, I that's what their answers are like yeah very long and very dangerously close to not getting to a point. But you made it, though. Yeah, you I, got there. I had a thesis. You got there. You worked it through. I had a thesis for, for it. You made it happen. <laughs> but that's what we've been listening to a lot. We've been talking to a lot of people involved in uh, the marijuana cause. And it's maddening. And it's maddening to sit there and listen <laughs> to them. It's it's just maddening. I can't... I, I can't. We met the dude that inspired uh, the dude in Big Lebowski today. And... Um, I couldn't figure out a way to ask him it. I I wanted to just kind of imply, you know, but the thing they didn't base on you was that Jeff Bridges didn't talk constantly and never <laughs> let anyone else speak. <laughs> I mean, like that's the that's the attribute that the Coen Brothers went. We don't need to put that in there. We can make him really awesome. And and, and the guy was really super nice, but uh, really and so enjoy, knowledgeable, really enjoyed talking and quite knowledgeable. Yeah, <laughs> and quite knowledgeable. Like here's all the knowledge I have. And the problem was that in the coverage, in the coverage, Brandon had Jeff Dowd and I had you. <laughs> so for an hour and a half, I was just filming this. Yeah, me just listening, <laughs> and occasionally going, "You're the you're the dude." Yeah. No, I. Uh, it, there's, there's really hardly anything more sobering than listening to him talk. And there's been, there's been hundreds of hours of it, hundreds of hours of just witnessing just tedium, you know. I mean, it's just, it's, um, it's such a weird thing. And yet, I haven't really gotten that impatient with it. It's only in, in reflecting about it. No, you're good. You're good at. It. You're, you're, you're certainly more patient with them than I am. I just kind of get, you know, I'm just like, because often, oftentimes, some of these speeches just end with somebody lighting up a joint. <laughs> And I'm just like get to this, get to the ceremonial part, past the talking part, which we can't do here. This has to be all talking. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Let's talk about some more movies. But that was that was awesome. Whatever it was you were just talking about. <laughs> um, so movies that have kind of been out lately. You have you haven't been out to the theater because you've been too busy. I don't. No, shooting, I haven't. I haven't been out to the theater. The only movie I saw with you. It was with you with Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, we saw Snakes on a Plane together, which was like... People like to say that, oh, you didn't like Snakes on the Plane because you went in with the wrong attitude. 
Don't you think we totally went in with a winning attitude, like like we were there for all the right reasons? Yeah, we were on we were on break, like we were taking a little break for ourselves, which we don't often do. Right. We we're laughing because we got to walk through the casino into you know into the movie right. theater we for free. We were in free. Tahoe at the time, so the uh, the movie th- you walk through a casino to get to the movie theater. We got a huge tub of popcorn, sodas. And there was me, you, and Alan Havy. Like, could have gagged around the whole movie. I don't like. You know what I don't like though? I don't like reaching in to a popcorn that's on a dude's lap. <laughs> I just the whole time I'm like Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke, and uh, or what I should have said, diner, diner, diner. Either no, neither. I got him. I got it. You got it. You're yeah, good. yeah, yeah. You're good. Okay. Um, I expected like applause or something on that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks. But. Um, yeah, I can't do that. I can't reach into the popcorn on the dude's lap. I mean, I did it with you because I, I felt like, you know, I don't know, something about you. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think you were going to stick your dick through the bottom of the of the, the tub. There's just something about Maybe, you. Maybe, you know what, a, say, a clue that the dick is going to be in there is when they ask for it buttered. <laughs> because in that way, as long as she's grabbed your dick, it's like, it's, you know, it's lubed say up. Say your new joke. Let's say do your this. New joke. Oh, my new joke. Yeah. Um... Oh, well, that sort of gives it away a little bit, what yeah. I was just saying. But uh, um, I like that Purell stuff that you uh, put on your hands, that hand sanitizer, right? Is that how it goes? Uh, it, it, it start, I, I thought you were going to start it with, sometimes I. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I like to put on that Purell uh, hand sanitizer, right? Like that? No, it wasn't, wasn't quite. Sometimes, how's it go? Sometimes, uh, sometimes I <laughs> masturbate with Purell. Hands. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the key word, masturbate. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I masturbate with Purell hand sanitizer because. Uh, <laughs> you want me to give you the punchline? <laughs> no, I know what it is. <laughs> I just want to say it right. I, I uh, sometimes I masturbate with Purell. Because especially, uh, especially, <laughs> shit. That's yeah. it. That was the, that was the key word. Was that was the intensifier. Yeah, some days when I come home, I masturbate using Purell, especially on days when my dick shook a lot of hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. I'm gonna have so much fun. That that's like. I could tell, you know, all of my other jokes can just be old and boring and I don't give a shit. <laughs> just knowing I'm going to say that at some point during a set is going to make me so happy on I gotta, stage yeah. for the next few weeks. I got to fucking learn it, though. Jesus. That was bizarre. Yeah, you have to. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Masturbate. <laughs> Purell. Like, you had to give me everything. All I had was that I wrote a joke today. <laughs> I wrote another joke recently. Oh, we were in San Francisco over the weekend. That inspired me to write a joke. Um... <laughs> This guy has this talking dog, right? And uh, this other guy's like, I don't believe that's a talking dog. And he says, well, I'll ask him some questions. <laughs> and the guy goes, okay, dog. Uh, <laughs> who's the greatest baseball player ever lived? Roof! What's the thing on top of a house? Roof! <laughs> um, name a tourist attraction in San Francisco. Worf! Be more specific. Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> I wanted to do that joke all weekend in San Francisco, and I get chickened out every time. Oh, that's a I great just like, joke. That is so fucking retarded. That's a great joke. That is worthless. 
that's such a surprise. I'm, I, and you're just so so. You, your your process that you're going through it is at first you're like, oh, this is I'm so psyched. This joke is happening right now. It's such a great joke. He's teaching the dog. You know it's gonna be funny. Then the second row, you're like, oh, maybe I totally misjudged it. Maybe it's really not funny at all. Maybe it's a, something that's gonna be really predictable. And now I'm up here and I have to respond to it. And then, <laughs> which most people, thank God, don't have to think that process through. I'm up here and that's I have what, to respond nope, to it. That's what everyone goes through. That's everyone's I'm in process. In this chair, I have to respond to it. I have to be quiet or laugh. I'm ready to move on. All right. That was good, though. You really went the distance. But on then that it goes one. somewhere else. What about that movie, Science of Sleep? It's been out for a few weeks now. Well, I'll tell you something. I didn't like Death Cab for Cutie. Until I heard that song in that trailer, and then I liked them. You like you like them all across the board. Well, everything I just, they do because of that one. No, song, I just I, I just felt like on some level they rep, they represented something that I that I just emotionally didn't understand, and then uh, and then their music played in that trailer, and then I and then I thought, oh, I'm open to them. I still haven't bought an album, but it's that imagery is so innocent and so sweet, and and even, and I've seen as a trailer, and um. Yeah, that looks that looks pretty phenomenal. The movie? Yeah. All right. It's pretty awesome that you're like it looks phenomenal. It does. It, it does. When do you think you're going to see it? Right away. DVD as soon as it comes out. <laughs> it's already out. Oh. I I was toying with seeing it while we were in San Francisco, but um, yeah, looks like an interesting movie. Oh, and interestingly cast. That woman is like so cute, and she's so not. You know, she's oh, Gail Gar- Burnell yeah, Garcia. Yeah, he's he is cute. <laughs> I want to. I got so many things I want to get into with you. Um, putting my phone on vibrate because that'll be rude if it rings. Um, <laughs> Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> Easily distracted. Fisherman's. Can I tell you? Something? Can I tell you it's great. Can I tell you something else I like about that joke? I'm not even sure why it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't, I can't tell you what the joke is. I can't tell you what it's lampooning or, you know, or, or that anyone's made a mistake and that I'm laughing at that. I, I don't, I don't even know what's funny it's, about it. It's, well, I'll tell you, it's, the Genesis is just, I think the word wharf is funny because it sounds like a dog barking to me. <laughs> and then, and then I thought of that old joke where they, where the guy goes through and says, it, originally the joke goes like this. Uh, what's on top of the house? Roof. Who's the ba- greatest baseball player? Roof. And then the guy's like, this dog can't talk. Fuck you. I mean, not in the old yeah. version, but I threw that in. And he leaves. <laughs> I thought the guy needed to be madder about it instead of just leaving. <laughs> Fuck you. That dog doesn't talk. You fucking asshole. <laughs> and then he leaves. Like He really lays into him. And then he leaves, and the dog looks at the owner and goes, should I have sent DiMaggio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I basically just stole that joke. Yeah, but but added my own. Now it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't twist. make any sense. Yeah. Except for you know what's funny about it. Here's what's funny about it. Here's what's funny about it. Is that the t- <laughs> is that he is that even though he talks he, English, he you find out he does talk still like a dog would bark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not one of those talking dog movies where they have a man. Yeah. A dude voice. Like it's not Charles Grodin's voice. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not. Did he? Was he the voice of? Oh, in uh, Doctor Doolittle, was one or two? Beethoven. Beethoven. Was he, he the wasn't voice? The, or? No, he was just the disgruntled dad of the family who didn't like Beethoven, but learned yeah. to love him always. 
I thought all, you were... <laughs> all over again. Beethoven 5. Oh, I hate you, Beethoven. Oh, you saved my children. Thank you, Beethoven. That's a pretty good Grodin, like, without rehearsing. <laughs> you saved my children. Thank you, Beethoven. I don't know. Now he's sounding really Jewish, which he kind of does. So Entertainment Weekly recently named the 50 best high school movies of all time. You have a guess, Michael Blyden, what would be number one? Breakfast Club. Or 16 Candles. Breakfast Club is number one. 16 Candles, 49. Huh. Yeah, he improved that much as a filmmaker. <laughs> In between the two. Somebody took him aside after 16 Candles and said, the boing, No. <laughs> you don't need to do that after something funny happens. You don't have to hit a gong when an Asian guy walks in. Just just be honest and tell the story of the kids. Then he fucking made The Breakfast Club. Number one. I love Breakfast of Club. The 50 best high school movies of all time. Yeah, it is really good. Did you love it? I, I did like yeah. it. But then again, number two, Fast Times at Richmond High, which is appropriate because mm-hmm. that movie is the shit. It's number two. Days and Confused is number three. I like that movie a lot, but I, you know what that movie reminds me of? Mm. Uh, if Altman made a movie about hazing and pot. <laughs> that's really, that's very, and very... He's true. one of the few people that could do it. Because that, that was a weird, that's the weird thing to me about Days and Confused is that there there's a bunch of like hippie, pot smoker, happy people, and then these aggressive people that fucking paddle the shit out of little kids. And yet those guys smoke pot too. So it's like there's no good pot message there. Right. It's just like you can, if you, actually there is. If you can smoke pot... You can be anything. <laughs> you could be nice or a dick. Everything's wide open to you. There's one thing I love about Daisy. I, I try and learn lessons from things that I think that I would fuck up uh, or mess up emotionally. And they, you know, they couldn't get the rights to the song "Dazed and Confused." Right. You know, and that I, I, I feel like if I were in that situation where I'd written this movie, fallen in love with the title, made the movie, and then someone said the rights to the song are too much, I would be crushed. I would be crushed, and I'd be like, you know, just despondent over it. And and their response was, oh, well, we can still call the movie that, which they can. Legally, you can call it, you know, a, a song title isn't copyrightable, right. so they can call the movie that. And the song isn't in there, and it still works. It's The, the title is still evocative of what they wanted it to be and and um I love that they did that. I would have I wouldn't I don't know if I would have thought to be like, "Oh, well we'll just call it that and we don't need to have the song in it." Pick one of these. That's what I am right now. I'm you're I'm you're a dazed and confused. You're 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 confused. Who was that song by? Aerosmith? <laughs> seriously? seriously? It's no, a, who is it? It's a Led Zeppelin song. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So that so that's why I said Aerosmith is because why why not just get a, an Aerosmith song and and call the movie Sweet Emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Any song title would really be a good Taking Care of Business. <laughs> <laughs> Fly like an eagle. <laughs> and, then, and, then <laughs> and then in parentheses to the sea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how are we doing on time? Oh shit! Here, you know how to play Leonard Maltin, right? Yeah, you see me play it? Yeah, I'm re- okay. Pick one out to read to me while I finish up the Entertainment Weekly. These are the 50 best high school movies. I'm only going to name the top five. Number four is Rebel Without a Cause. Overrated, if you ask me. Number four, best high school movie. 
when I was watching it, I screamed, you're boring me apart. <laughs> it's kind of a twist on the line, he says. Okay, we're ready to play Leonard Maltin. You have yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, I have an interesting one. All right, don't let me look. Don't so let me see just, it. Just so I'm clear, the cast, it doesn't start at yeah, the bottom of the paragraph. Yeah, let's clear for you and the, and the listeners. I'm going to read the cast in, in order of billing backwards. So backwards, the, from the bottom. Start with the year. You tell me what year. Okay, but the He's cast... He's randomly chosen a movie in Leonard Maltin's book of uh, movie titles. And so the way these things go is he lists the cast and then does the synopsis. So I don't, I just, the cast is... We don't mess with the synopsis. You just start right. reading the okay. cast from the okay. bottom. You ready to do it? Yeah. Okay, 19... Thanks for bringing up the synopsis. 1997. Okay. Miguel Ferrer. Oh. I got some ideas. Keep going. Malcolm McDowell. Whoa. This is an interesting one. I'll say. Give me some more. Jennifer Garner. What? Yeah. <laughs> It takes, it takes a strange turn there. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, and it's going to do another one. Okay, bring me another Ernie, time. Ernie Hudson. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Never thought those two have ever met. <laughs> Jennifer and Ernie. Uh, now, this is, this is your, this is, next is your wild card. Could be anything. Okay. Stephen Tobolowsky. <sighs> yeah. Could be, ever could be any movie. ever in the history of anything. Right. Oh, I think I got an idea, though. Okay, hit me with it. No, I don't. I don't, go, I don't give it out until I'm sure it's okay. the right one. Okay. Nick Chinland. Fucking Chinland was in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chinland. <laughs> Damn it! I know that name is like really. Uh, Chinland works a lot. It's hard to narrow it down. Keep going. Matt Kiesler. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know Matt Kiesler. <sighs> Having trouble breathing. Okay, you, keep you, going. You're getting near the top now. All right. Well, just don't give away the last, you know, one or two names. Well, I'm, I'm down to the last give two. It away. I'm down to the last two names. Whoa, you're down to the last two. All right. You want me to recap? Give me from the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Recap it. Miguel Ferrer. Uh-huh. Malcolm McDowell. Jennifer Garner. Ernie Hudson. Stephen Tobolowski. Nick Chinlin. Matt Kiesler. Yeah, I still don't know what it is. Give me one more name. Kelly Lynch. That's supposed to give it away? <laughs> and one more. There's only one more. I know, but Kelly Lynch should have given it away, right? Yeah. The fuck is Kelly Lynch in? What's the last name? Leslie Nielsen. Uh, one of those spoof things? <laughs> 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 Leslie Nielsen. Which one is it? What movie? Yeah. Mr. Magoo. Oh. <laughs> oh man! That's a funny choice, right? That's I mean, a great one. I'm not. I don't even feel bad about getting stumped <laughs> by that one. Because I never. I don't. I never saw Mr. Magoo. I mean, I picked it because I felt like I remember when it was when it was being advertised, but I knew that no one would see it. But it was in the popular consciousness at the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's at do you. Do you have time to do well, you on one more? Because I'm bad at it. I'd say we stop or do you for Let's one do more. one more. Yeah, do okay. one more. Are you kidding me? Okay. You got another one ready to go? Uh, 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 Mr. Magoo. Um, do, you have, do you have one new joke that you told Mr. recently? Magoo. Do you have any new jokes? Uh, I can pick one out quickly. Oh, they. it looks like they're now they're going to let you take uh, fl fluids on, to, on the planes. You can walk on, with the, on the planes again now. <laughs> Which wasn't... It didn't. It wasn't a problem for me because I I love flying with a shampoo bottle in my ass. <laughs> so it was no big deal, really. Kind of disappointed they changed it, because because I had a shampoo bottle in my ass and it was exciting. 
You know what I mean? I was smuggling and snuggling. <laughs> uh, I was anus snuggling. Uh, uh, I just want to see how quickly you get something. This will <laughs> okay. be, be, be fun because we're out of time anyway. Yeah. This is just something to try. Just, this one, this, this not, one might run under the end credits. Not normally how you play the game. Okay. Uh, 1977. Uh-huh. Bottom of the list name, Fran Drescher. Uh, airport 77? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Spinal Tap? Mm-mm. Um, uh, okay, keep going. Uh, Robert Costanza? Oh, that, that fucking guy. Okay, go. Denny Dillon? Why do you say it like that? Because <laughs> I think you... Is there a clue in that? No. Denny Dillon. I've, 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 it was like I'm already going on to the next Cause I, one. Because I've never said Denny Dillon's name in a, in a way that would sound like I'm, I like her or I'm happy about saying her name. I just... I always say it like that, Denny Dillon. <laughs> like, you know, you want me to say the next thing? No. that's not that interesting? No, her name her name just... She bothers I don't. Me. I don't recognize any of the names except for the last one. That's why. The first and the last are the only ones I recognize. What was the first one again? Fran Drescher. <laughs> She's the least famous person in this movie. At that time. At that time. That's why I said Spinal Tap. I should blow through a few names. Okay. Robert Costanza, Denny Dillon, Julie Bovasso, Donna Pescow. Sounds Paul- very Italian. Yeah. It's getting very Italian, whatever it is. Paul Pape. Pape? Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Joseph Cali. What? How do you How do you feel about what the Pape said about the Muslims? <laughs> <laughs> Who? They're talking about just Barry Pape was talking about them. Yeah. And they call him the... You know his the friends pape. call him the Pape. They call him the Pape. You know they, they call him that. All right, keep going. Joseph Cali, Barry Miller. Yeah. Lynn Gorney. This is going to be worth it. This is going to oh, be worth oh, it. Oh, 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 oh. It's fucking uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, Saturday Night Fever. There you so go. I just thought that was interesting. You have... No applause for that? Yeah, yeah. Did you guys know it? All right, of course you did. There was a lot, of, Drescher, a lot of names though, at the bottom of that. Brand Drescher had a little little thing in that, I guess. She she was girl who got raped number two or something. Because <laughs> that movie's that movie's yeah. awful. I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird that it has this disco music, but then it's got you know. No, it's a heavy heavy. It's got yeah, it's bad. It's a heavy heavy. I mean, it's good. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about directing the Fiona Apple video. Quickly before we go, what was what's it like kissing Zach Galifianakis? <laughs> uh, we actually actually have to go, but that'd be another thing to talk about if uh, if we do this again sometime. Thank you very much, Michael thank Blyden, you. for being on the show, and uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Till next time, this is Doug Benson saying, "Pass me the raisinets. I need something to throw." Did I write that? Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room.